The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Mechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah they should give him much nahat he should have many more children with health and happiness Hen Vachesed Be'enei Hashem Ubnei Adam and he should have Beracha Bakol Mikol Kol him and his entire family Amen Daf Memtet today's Daf is being studied the Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Begane Eden Amen we begin today's Daf from Memtet Amud Right at the beginning, on the top line, the new Mishnah. The Mishnah asks, "Ezehu memzer? What is considered a memzer?" So the Gemara says, "Kol she'er basar shehu belo yavo." The Akiva Shita is any relative that there is an isur lav on such a relation, so that relation can bring a memzer. Rashi tells us, "Kol she'er basar shu belo yavo." Kol kurba is any relative shu belav that has a lot to aser. They're not allowed to marry them. Va'afilu en bakaret, even if it's not punishable by karet. Example, kegon anusat abiv. For example, the girl or the lady that his father is me'anis. Okay, so that lady, according to Rabbi Yehuda, she says, Rabbi Yehuda, belav de lo kenaf abiv. Torah says, lo kenaf abiv. Rabbi Yehuda learns that pasuk to refer to, you're not allowed to go with anusat abiv, the lady that your father was ma'anis. That's Yisulav. Umahmat kurba. Kegon nose halusato. Nose halusato would be another example. That, for example, he marries the... Uh, lady that he made Halitzatu. Now we know there's a lot to say. Once he makes Halitzatu, can I take her back? Behavi belo yibne, behavi lav de kurba belo karet. So those are examples of a relative that is punishable by a lot to say, but does not have a punishable punishment karet. And what does the biu the biakiva say that the child is going to be a mamzer? Now the Gemara gives, the Mishnah gives the second opinion. Shimon Timni Omer, Shimon Timni says, Kol Shahayavim Alav Karet Bideshamayim. He says, No, to make a Mamzer, it's only on a relation that would be Hayav Karet Bideshamayim. Dalacha Kidbarav. The Mishnah says, Dalacha follows Shimon Timni. Rashi, Kol Shahayavim Alav Karet, Aban Noseh Halusatol, Wabi Mamzer. Right, according to Shimon Timni, a person that marries a lady that he made Khalitzatu is not considered a Mamzer the child because it's only Isur Lav. So for Shimon Timni, it's got to be Isur Karet. For Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Kol Shahayavim Alav Mitad Beddin. Rabbi Yoshua is the third Shita. So the only thing that makes a Mamzer is a type of relation that is punishable by a Mitad Beddin. For example, Eshet Ish. So therefore, we have a three-way mahlukat so far in what makes a mamzer. Rabbi Akiva, according to our Mishnah, holds that a relative... 
that is punishable by a law ta'aseh. According to Shemona Timni, a relationship that's isur karet, and according to Rabbi Yoshua, any relationship that is punishable by mitat bet din. Comes the Mishnah continues. Amar Bishmon ben Azai. Bishmon ben Azai says, "Matzati Megillat Yohasin Birushalayim." He says, "I found a certain scroll that had Yohasin uh, in Yerushalayim, which means that had the lineages of people. I found this lineage scroll in Yerushalayim. Vechatuva ish peloni mamzer meeshet ish." I said, "So and so." is a mamzer, because she's a product of an eshet ish, of a man that went with a married lady. The kayem devre rabbi Yoshua, which actually supports the opinion of rabbi Yoshua. Which means, Rashi says, the kayem devre rabbi Yoshua, lo haya katub emgila, ela aresha ka'eh. Amar bishma min azai, le kayem devre rabbi Yoshua. Which means, Rabbi Shalom ben Azai is just supporting Rabbi Yoshua's opinion. He said, I found a Megillah in Yerushalayim, Megillah Yohasin, and it clearly said that uh, it was a fellow that the child that is considered a Mamzer because he's a product of Eshet Ish, which is indeed a support the opinion of Rabbi Yoshua. Comes the Mishnah continues, Eshto Shemeta. If a fellow's wife dies, Mutar Ba'achota. It's permissible to take her sister. We know the Isud of Ahot Eshto is only when his wife is alive. But if his wife died, so that Ahot Eshto becomes permissible. Girsha Umeta, which means, let's say a person divorced his wife and then subsequently she died, Mutar Ba'achota. So the deen is also permissible to marry her sister. So the point again of these last two halachot is that achoto, achot ishto is only permissible after mita, which means a person shouldn't think that after he divorces his wife, he can marry her sister. No, it's only after she actually dies. Next case. Niset le'acher umeta mutar ba'achota. If let's say he divorced his wife, and she went and she got married to somebody else, and then she died. So therefore, mutar ba'chota. Again, only then is it permissible to take her sister. So again, the point of these last three alachot that we just said, that achot ishto is only permissible if meta, if the wife died. Divorce is not enough, or even if she went, after the divorce got married to somebody else, it's not enough until she actually dies. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Yibimto Shemeta. Let's say he made Yibum with a lady and then she died. Mutar Ba'achota. So then he's permissible to marry the Yibama's sister. Which means just like Achot Ishto is permissible after Mita, so Achot Yibimto follows the same deen. Let's say he made Halitza on a lady, and then she died. Mutar ba'achota. It's also permissible to take her sister. 
the last din of the Mishnah, Niset la'acher umeta, which means, let's say, made halitzah to a lady, and then she got married to somebody else, and then subsequently died, mutar ba'achota. So the point is, even though the halutzah married somebody else, doesn't matter. The sister does not become muteret until she actually dies. So those are basically the dinim of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to analyze. What's the reason for the Akiva that says that a mamzer is a relative that's ayav on Allah ta'aseh? So where did he get this from? So the Gemara says, because it says in Devarim, Lo yikach ishit eshit aviv. So the Gebaravi quotes a Pasuk. A person should not take Eshet Aviv, his father's wife. Which means he should not reveal the Kanaf. Kanaf is something that is covered. Which means the Kavanav, the Pasuk of here is that's the wife that his father went with. So therefore, a person should not reveal something that is covered, which means the lady that the father revealed, which is his wife, should not go with her. So the Gemara says, "Knaf and he holds like that this pasuk is actually referred to not to his father's wife per se, but the anusa of his father. So that pasuk. Is referring to the father that his the, the wife the lady that his father was me'anis. So the mefarshim explains because we cannot be talking about regular ve'eshet aviv because we know that's the beginning of the pasuk. The pasuk says loikah eshet eshet aviv. That's his regular wife. His father married a lady with kedushin. We know that already. Loigalek knaf aviv is about a different case. That's about the lady that the father was me'anis. Oh, and what does the Biyuda hold? So we go back to the Gemara. Kerev Shabbat la Kerev Biyuda Damar ba'anusat abiv katub b'tabir da'avi la'chay be'lavin, and that's the chiyuv lav. Usmikle in the next pasuk, the Torah says lo yavo mamzer bekalashem. Tells us the din of mamzerut. So what do we learn from the simichut? Alma mehane avi mamzer. Only from relationships like that, like the anusat abiv, can create a mamzer, which means this is talking about. A lady that is related to him, which means it's his father's uh, wife, so to speak, his father's anusa. That's kurba, that's a relationship, and there's the isur, love. So that's where we learn the bi'akiba's deen from. So again, how does the bi'akiba know the deen of lotaseh? That brings in mamzer. So the Gemara's proof is from the simichut and pesukim from lo yigale knaf aviv and lo yavo mamzer bekal Hashem. What type of person becomes a mamzer? Only the one that's referred to in the pasuk right before that. And that pasuk according to the Buddha was talking about anusat aviv. And we know anusat aviv is a love. You cannot take anusat aviv. So such a type of relationship can bring a mamzer. Also comes the Gemara and says, there's other she taught in the way they learned to be akiva. So the Gemara is going to prove those she taught now. Which means, according to Rabbi Simai, Rabbi Akiva's Oser, not only Hibelavin of relatives, 
But he's osir hibel avim even if they are not relatives. For example, mahzir grushato. A person that says mahzir grushato after he she married somebody else, so that's not considered from a relative. That's just the isur love. As opposed to your father's anusa, that's from a from a relative standpoint, because it's your father's anusa, that's considered she'ir. Your wife, after she gets divorced and gets married to somebody else, that's not considered isur mishum she'ir, because it's relative, but it's isur mazir So how do we know, according to that even if it's not coming from relatives, it's still going to be asur? Ul rabbi yeshebab, dimrabbe afilu hibe aseh. How do we know Kotlev Yishbab even on Hiyuv Aseh? For example, there are certain ladies that are Asur in the Be Isur Lav, but Habba Mikhlal Aseh. For example, it's Asur to marry a Misri, an Egyptian, unless it's a third generation, after three generations after they converted. And the Pasuk says, Dor Shirishi Yavohenna. That's a positive. Dorchilchi, a third generation will come, implying that until three generations is Asur. That's called the Lab, Bam Mikhlal Aseh. So, according to Rabbi Yishbab, Rabbi Akiba is Osir, or makes Mamzerut even from such a relationship, which means if somebody went, let's say, with an Egyptian, before three generations, the child is going to be a Mamzer, according to Rabbi Yishbab. That's an Aseh, it's a Lab, Bam Mikhlal Aseh. So, the question is, how does Rabbi Simai and Rabbi Yishbab, how do they know? To extend Rabbi Akiva's opinion, either according to Simai on Hibel Avin that doesn't have Isur Kurba, or according to Yishbab, even on Hiyuv Aser, so the Bible says Nafkelehu Mivelo, which means the pasuk said Lo Yikap Ishet Eshet Abiv Velo Yigale Kenaf Abiv. So the Torah just could have said Lo Yikap Ishet Eshet Abiv Lo Yigale Kenaf Abiv. The Vav is considered extra. So that extra velo yigale is coming to include either a quarter of simai, other type of hibel lavin that do not have kurba, for example, like mazir grushato, that from such a relationship will be a mamzer, or a quarter of yishbab, even let's say an hayuv from the extra vav. So, bottom line, at this point in the Gemara, comes out we have five shitot in mamzerut. According to the Bi'akiva, according to the way we just explained from Rav Yishbab, any Bi'ah that can come from a Isur Lav, even a Lav that's Ba'mechlal Aseh, is going to be creating a Mamzer. According to Rav Simai, only on Isur Lav, but not Isur Aseh. And according to the Bi'akiva, according to the Tanava Mishnah, any Bi'ah, that's Asura. Be Lav from a relationship. For example, like from a father. So those are the three ways of learning the uh, Bi'akiva. Either Isud Lav, Isud Kurba, Isud Lav, even that's not from a relative, one of the relatives that are Asur, or according to the third opinion, even Hayuv Aseh. 
And then you have Shimon at Timni, he says Dafka Hayuf Karet. Then you have Rabbi Yoshua that says Dafka Hayuf Mitat Betin. Comes again and says, Shimon at Timni, according to Shimon at Timni, that says, Mamzerut comes from Isur Hayuf Karet, Savar la Kirabanan. They hold like Rabbanan. The Amri, he explains this pasuk of Loi Galek Kenaf Abiv, Koit Vishitav Rabbanan, Bishomerit Yavam Shil Abiv Katubedaber. Kenaf Abiv in this pasuk is not talking about Anusat Abiv. He learns the pasuk is talking about the lady that fell to his father, Biyibum. The Havyalah Hibekiritut. Because the lady that falls to his father, Liyibum, is considered his father's brother's wife, which is indeed Bisur Karet. Usmikle, the next pasuk is lo yavu mamzer. Ama mechibek kiritut, avi mamzer. So you see, according to him, dafka mechibek kiritut brings the mamzerut. So therefore, the Shimon at Timni, again, we'll learn that pasuk of lo yigadek kenaf abiv, that's talking about a case where, hayuf karet, for example, the shomeret yavam of the father. Now let's figure it out. Shomeret yavam of the father means it's his father's brother's wife. And we know that that Torah is also said that bisul karet. And then what does the next pasuk say? Lo yavu mamzer to teach us what the mamzerut only comes from hayuf karet. Comes the Gemara and says, "Rabbi Yeshua, according to Rabbi Yeshua, that says that mamzerut only comes from a relationship that's like can be punished by bedin." So what does he do with these pasukim? So he says, if there indeed was a derashah here, that the fact that mamzerut is written next to the pasuk of lo yigaleh kenaf abiv. Which means the Torah could have just said, Do not reveal Kenaf Aviv. And that would be, for example, either according to the Akiva, you're learning in the case of Isur Lav, or according to Shimon at Timni, you're learning in Tugmar Isur Karet, each one the way he learns the case. Because according to Shimon at Timni, you learn the case talking about Shimon at Yavam. And according to Rabbi uh, Akiva, I learned the case of talking about Anusat Abiv, each one accordingly. However, Lo Yikah Ishit Eshit Abiv Lamali. What did you need the beginning of the Pasuk for? The beginning of the Pasuk is a different halakha, that a person is not allowed to take Eshit Aviv. Which means, we know that Eshit Av, his father's wife, that's already a punishment of Beddin. So he's a person who takes his father's wife, that is indeed punishable by Beddin. So therefore, Why would I need to tell me, if you tell me the end of the Pasuk is telling me that is Isur Mamzerut by Hibe Lavin or Hibe Kiritut, or do I need the beginning of the Pasuk to tell me that is Mamzerut by Hibe Mitat Beddin? Because the beginning of the Pasuk talks about Lo Yikah Eshet Abiv, that a person should not take his father's wife. Ela Lav Hachi Ka'amar. The Hadush of the Pasuk is telling me that Mamzerut is only on the first half of the Pasuk, meaning on cases that are punishable by Beddin. But after that, it's not considered Mamzer. So therefore, he's learning that the key of the Pasuk for Mamzerut is the beginning of the Pasuk. That part of the Pasuk is talking about Mamzerut, not the end of the Pasuk of Kenaf Abiv. And therefore, only a mitat betin can bring a mamzerut. Which means, the second part of the pasuk of lo yigaleh kenaf abiv, according to Yeshua, is not connected at all to the deen of mamzerut. Which means, 
according to the Biyoshua, it's written for a different uh, purpose to end of that Pasuk. It's either coming to tell me a case of Shemenet Yabam, uh, that what? According to the according to Rabbi Yoshua, to tell me that a person that goes with the Shemirat Yabam's father will be over two Levin. Not only the love already that was written in the Torah, but again this second love of Lo Yigaleh Kenaf Abiv. Or according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's talking about Anusat Abiv, also to tell me that there's a deen that is Isu to go with Anusat Abiv, which means according to Rabbi Yoshua, the second part of the Pasuk of Lo Yigaleh Kenaf Abiv, is not teaching us a deen of Mamzerut. It's either teaching us a deen of Shemirat Yabam, to tell me that what? That if a person goes with his father's brother's wife, there's two Isurim, an additional Isur. Not only what the Torah said once, but again the second time, Lo Abiv, he gets two Lavin. Or it's coming to tell me, stab the deen, that according to the Biyuda, Anusat Abiv is Hayav, it's Isur Lav. But it's not coming to tell me the deen of Mamzerut. Mamzerut is only coming from the beginning of the Pasuk. When it says, Lo Abiv, that's talking about a regular lady that the father was Mekadesh. So therefore that's considered Isur uh, Betin, which means you get punished by Betin if you take your father's wife. In such a case it says, Lo Mamzer. But the rest of the Pasukim, not. So again, according to the B, Yoshua, uh, the Gemara says, Nikhtov Rahmana, Lo Yigaleh Knaf Abiv. The Torah just could have written, Lo Yigaleh. If that's what, if that's what the uh, Torah was coming to teach me, the connection between that and Mamzerut. Lo Yikach Lamali, what did I have to tell me the beginning of the Pasuk? To give me a case of Isul Betin. Because if the Mamzerut teeth was at the end of the Pasuk, so therefore I know for sure the beginning of the Pasuk. So if you tell me the end of the Pasuk, that on Yisud Lav or on Yisud Karet you get Mamzerut, Koshekin on Yisud Beti, that's Mohamur. Ella must be, that's tell me now, that the Yisud Mamzerut is only the beginning of the Pasuk. And the second part of the Pasuk is either coming to Tabe, like I said, Shemerit Yavam gets two Yisudim, and uh, or a Yisud Karet, Mishemerit Yavam gets two Lavim, or... According to Rabbi Yehuda, Anusat Abiv, Stam is telling me that it is Hayav, Yisulav, uh, meaning that it's a suit to go with your father's Anusa. So let's just review. Comes out, we have the three Shitot over here. Comes out, we have Shitat Rabbi Akiba, who's learning the connection between Mamzerut and Lo Kenaf Abiv, and he learns the Pasuk of Lo Kenaf Abiv, Anusat Abiv, which is Yisulav, and then it says Mamzerut. So Mamzerut comes from Yisulav. According to uh, Rav Simai and Rabbi Yashbab, they also learn that it's Isulav, but not only regular Isulav, Isulav, even that's not from a relative, like a father, for example, like Mahzig like, or even on an Aser, like a Dorshilishi of a Misri. They learn that from the extra Velo that such a child that comes out of it will be Mamzer. According to the Shimon Timni, he learns the Pasuk of Loyigale is talking about a Shomerit Yavam, which is Isul Karet. And therefore, says Lo Yavu Mamzer, to teach me that Mamzerut only comes from Hayuf Karet, where according to Bi Yoshua, he learns it from the beginning of the Pasuk. Lo Yikah Eshet Aviv. And that's talking about Isun Beti, because if a person goes with his father's wife, the father's wife that he made Kiddushin with, so therefore it's Isud, um, um, you get punished by Betin. And that's what the end of the Pasuk, when the next Pasuk, when it says Lo Yavu Mamzer, is going back to the beginning of the Pasuk. So therefore, uh, only that. Gets Mamzerut. Oh, so what's the second part of the Pasuk telling me, Lo Yigale Kenaf? Teaching me either, according to the B. Yoshua, that a Shumerit Yavam, 
of your father, you get two lavim, one now from the regular pasuk, and then a second now from loyigal lekenaf abiv. Or it's coming to tell me that in a uh, if it's arusat abiv, according to the biyuda, the way learned it is isud lav on that as well. Amar abayeh akol modim, everybody agrees. Beba al nida, the person goes with a nida, the ala sota, or he goes with a sota. That's a lady that the husband warned that she should not be secluded with. Uh, somebody else, and she went and was secluded and committed znut with somebody else. So we know the Torah tells us that it's forbidden for the original husband to be with her. That is an isur because she was al So everybody agrees in such a case, whether you go with the nida or you go with the sota, she'en avalad mamzer that the child is not mamzer. And even though nida is isur karet. And even though sota is isur lav, whether you hold like shawana timni or whether you hold like biakiva, they're going to say that these children over here do not become mamzerim. Why? Nida'a de'ad tafsi ba kiddushin. Because kiddushin is tofes by a nida. Which means when a person marries a nida, the kiddushin is tofes. Even though it's isur karet, it's a different type of isur karet. Normally isur karet, kiddushin is not tofsin. This is, how do we know shina emar? Uthi nidata alav. Afilu b'shat nidata tafsi ba kedushin uti. There's a havaya. There's a there's a marriage. She even be married in nida. The kedushin is tofes. And we know we have a rule that a mamzer can only come from a marriage that kedushin is not tofes. So therefore, if a person went with a nida, since kedushin is tofsin, the child is not a mamzer. So taname tafsi ba kedushin. Again, also a person, let's say his wife became a sota. So he's still considered married her. Even though, let's say, she's Be'isur, uh, the Kiddushin does not go off. And therefore, since Kiddushin is still uh, binding them, so therefore, if a person goes with a lady and she became a sota, so the child is not going to be a Memzer. Now, even though he has to give her a get, but they're still considered married. So therefore, according to the she taught in both these cases, the child is not a mamzer. That's a shomeret yavam, a lady that's falling to yibum before halitza was made, which means a fellow from the market. What with this lady? Really, she has a zika to the Yavam. So she went, let's say, with somebody else on the market. So in this case over here, it, since it's only in Isur Lav, so the Chavra, according to the Akiva, it should be uh, a Mamzer. Like we said, according to me, holds that there's a Isur Lavin, brings a Mamzerut. However, this Brayta is coming to tell me that according to the Akiva, the child is not a Mamzer, because again, this shita is holding that Kiddushin would be tofes. Because the Pasuk says, Lo Which means this lady over here, the Shomerit Yabam, should not go out. She should not get married to an Izar, to a stranger. But the Pasuk's language is, Lo Implying Tehyeh means she shall be, she will be married. 
she she shouldn't go get married. Implying that she did, the marriage is a marriage. So therefore, we see that a shumenet yavam's kedushin is also considered a kedushin. It's tofes. So therefore, in those three cases, nida, sota, and shumenet yavam that married to the shuk. Bottom line, it's not going to create mamzerim because the common denominator between all three cases is kedushin is tofsin. And once kedushin is tofsin, so the valar is not a mamzer. The Abaye, according to Abaye, he did not include Shemerit Yavam. He only included Sota and Nida. How come Abaye did not include the Shemerit Yavam case also? And say that since Kedushin is Tufshin, the child is not a Mamzer. So the Gemara says, Shomerit Yavam, Mesafkade Ikerav, Ikeshmuel. Because Avayeh was Mesupak, how he understands the Shomerit Yavam to the Shuk. Does he explain it like Rav or Shemuel? Which means, according to Rav, he clearly says, Kedushin is not Tufes. He learns when the Pasuk says, Lo tiye eshet He learns it, Lo tiye. They will not be Havaya, they will not be Kedushin. Kedushin will not be Tofes. Whereas Shemuel, he had a Safek how to learn. Shemuel learns, could be, Lo tiye means, don't do it. But if you do it, it will be a Kedushin. So therefore, since Abaye himself was Mesupak, if he holds like Rav, or Shemuel in this case, so therefore he did not discuss Shemeret Yabam. Because again, if you say the Kedushin is not Tofes, like Rav, so then the child of the should be a Mamzer. But he was Mesupak, maybe he holds like Shemuel. Shemuel says it's possible that Kedushin can be Tofes. The Mahloket is between Rav and Shemuel how to explain that Pasuk. According to Rav, when the Pasuk says, Lo means there will not be a Kedushin. Lo Kedushin will not be Hal. Therefore, according to Rav, the child will be a Mamzer. Whereas according to Shemuel, he's Mesupak. He says, No, maybe it just means Lo that it shouldn't be done, but if it's done. Kedushin will be tofes. So since Abayara Safek on if the halakha is like Rav or Shemuel, so he didn't discuss that case of Shemuel at Yabam. The child's going to be a Mamzer or not. He just discussed the case of Nida and Sota. Amor Rabbi Shimon ben Ghazai, right, says that he found this Megidat Yuhasin in Yerushalayim that said that there was a fellow that was a Mamzer because he came from Eshet Ish. Tani, we have a Braita, Shimon ben Ghazai, Omer, Matzati Megidat Yuhasin in Yerushalayim, Vikatubat said the following three things. Ish Peloni Mamzer me Eshet Ish. So and so is a Mamzer because he was born from Eshet Ish. Vechatuba, secondly, it said, Mishnat Rabbi Li'ezer ben Yaakov, Kav Venaki. We have a rule that the Mishnayot of Rabbi Li'ezer ben Yaakov are Kav and Naki. What is Kav and Naki? Kav is a measure, meaning Rabbi Li'ezer ben Yaakov doesn't have too many Mishnayot in the order of the Mishnayot. His Mishnayot are measured, meaning Kav. There are few of them. But the few that are likely to be the Ezeb that, that are stated by the Ezeb Yaakov, you should know are Naki, which literally means they are clear. And therefore the Halakha follows always a Mishnah that is like the Ezeb Ben Yaakov. So again, remember this rule. The Ezeb Yaakov's Mishnah is Kav, it's measured, meaning you don't find too many of them, but the few that you find are Naki. They're clear, and therefore the Halakha follows the third thing that he found written in this Megillah, the son of Hizkiah, Melech, killed the prophet Yeshayah. Now we know the son of Hizkiah, Menasheh, was a Rasha, he was Oved Avod Azara, even though his father, Hizkiah, was a big Sadiq. So it says over there that uh, Menasheh ended up killing the prophet Yeshayah. 
So the Gemara tells us the story of how Menashe did that. Amarava Medan Daine Vekatle. Menashe judged Yoshua. Sorry, Menashe judged Yeshaya Navi like a Navi Shekir. He held that he was a Navi Shekir, a false prophet. Therefore he killed him. Now why did Menashe think he was a false prophet? Amar so Menashe tells Yeshaya, Moshe Rabbach Amar, Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Torah, that it is impossible for a human being to see the image of God or the presence of God and live. But you, Yeshaya, you said in one of your prophecies, that you saw Hashem sitting on his throne. So therefore, you're going against what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Moshe Rabbeinu said, you can't see God and live. And you're saying you saw him, so therefore you're in a Vishaket, for Yahayab Mitah. Secondly, Moshe Rabbach Amar, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mi Hashem Eloheinu Bechol Koreinu Edav. Who is like God that we can call out to God in prayer any time of the year, and Bore Olam is ready to answer our tefilot. And you said, you can only see God when He's found, when He's available. It's Mashmah, there's only a certain time of the year where Kadosh Baruch Hu is available to answer Tefilot. So that also was in contempt of the Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said that God's ready to answer Bechol Korenu. Thirdly, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Et mispar That the Pasuk says that Bore Olam will give us our full days, which means you cannot get added days to your life. It must Whatever days are destined to you, Amalei Borei Olam will fulfill. However, you Yeshaya said, "Vehosafti al yamecha hamesh shana," which means Yeshaya told Hiskiyahu Amelech that God is going to add 15 years to his life. So Menashe said, how could you tell him that? How were you able to tell my father you're going to add 15 years? You can add years to your life. person has only the life that he was given, the years that he was given. So therefore, in those three uh, subjects, Menashe held that Yeshaya was a Navi Sheker. So comes the Gemara and says... I know he's not going to accept my answer which means Yishai obviously had answers to these three claims against him but he said I know if I'm going to try to explain myself he's not going to accept it and if I do try to justify what I hold on these three opinions these three cases it's only going to create more damage which means I'm going to now cause Menashe to kill me, he's going to be considered a mezid. Which means, now that he's killing me, he's considered a shogeg. Because he doesn't really know, he thinks that I'm a Navi Sheker. But if I explain my answers to him, he still kills me. So now he's killing me by mezid on purpose. So therefore he did not want to make Menashe a horeg by mezid. He said he's going to kill me anyway. So why should I let him kill me by mezid? Let him think that I'm guilty. So at least he's considered maybe a shogeg. Because he thinks he's justified. But if I explain him the reasons, now if he kills me, he's considered a bemezid. So therefore, I don't want to make Menashe uh, mezid. So the Gemara says, what did he do? Amar Shem. He said one of the Shemot of the Kadosh Baruch Hu, which is Yishaya, the prophet, said one of the holy names of God, Ibla Be'arza. And he became swallowed into a cedar tree. It means he hid himself. At Le'arza. So the men of Menashe brought the cedar tree to uh, Menashe, Unsaruha, and they cut it up. 
Jews, they knew he was in the tree, so they cut it up. So the Yerushalmi explains, how did they know that he was in the tree? Because they saw the sisiyot of the prophet Yeshaya were hanging out. The sisiyot did not get swallowed in the tree itself. So therefore, they knew that he must have been in the tree. When the saw that they used to cut the tree got close to the mouth of the prophet, that's when they got the Yeshayani died. Which means when the prophet was once talking about Klai Yisrael, he told, uh, he said that I'm sitting amongst a nation that is Temesifatayim. And he spoke uh, bad about Klai Yisrael. He called them a nation that has a, a contaminated tongue. So therefore, Borealam held Yishaya responsible for referring to Klai Yisrael as a nation of Temesifatayim. He felt that that should not have been said. That was not part of the prophecy that God told Yeshaya to say at that time. And therefore his mouth did not become sanctified, Yeshaya that is. And therefore he was vulnerable. So therefore when the uh, saw was cutting the tree, he wasn't able to get Yeshaya. But when it got to his mouth, since he had that sin of calling Klaisilam to miss him a time, so the saw was able to penetrate, and therefore he died at that point. So comes the and says, Mikom makom kashu Okay, but bottom line, we have to answer what Yeshaya was thinking. Which is, Menashe's questions seemingly are good questions. So the Gevara says, et Hashem, That which Yeshaya was saying, that I saw Hashem sitting on a throne, is not so terrible. Which means all the other prophets, their prophecies was considered a speklaraya, a vision that is not clear. Moshe Rabbeinu nistakel baspeklaraya ha-me'ira was Moshe Rabbeinu, his prophecy was different than all other prophecies. His prophecy is considered a higher level, more than any other prophets. That's the way he saw HaKadosh Baruch Which means, all other prophets, for example, they saw in the prophecy like a mashal or different images but Moshe Rabbeinu saw in great clarity like the Pasuk says panim el panim now that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says kilo yiran ya'adam on Moshe Rabbeinu's level to see in full clarity because he's getting a full clear vision to see it total with clarity it's impossible but on Yeshaya's level where it wasn't clarity from the beginning so it's such a thing you could see it because it's on a lower level so therefore we're talking about two different degrees of prophecy so on the level it cannot be clearer than that because the person will not be able to live but on Yeshaya's level which is a lower prophecy the person is able to fathom it and see it so therefore the uh, no stira between Yeshaya and Moshe next one what did Yeshaya mean seek out God when he's found I thought the Pasuk says we can seek out God any time of year so the Gemara says which means the Pasuk that says that God is available any time of year for our tefillah to be answered that's talking about a sibur when a person prays with the sibur with the people and the minyan so it's able to break gezerot any time of year oh but that's what we said that God is accessible certain times of the year that's so that even for an individual that has the ability now what time is that when is it easy for a yahid tefillah to be answered those are the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we call them Aseret Yemeh Teshuvah, meaning those days that even a Yahid is considered like a Sibur, that an individual's prayers will be answered during those times of the year. 
comes the last problem that Minasheh had. It mespad yamecha amaleh. Right? What does the Mishmoshet Rabbeinu say? I will fill your days. Implying that you cannot get extra days. You will get what you were allotted for from the beginning. So, so how could that be? We know the Prophet uh, Yishayah gave Hizkiyah Melech another 15 years. It's Mashmah. He added 15 years. So the Gemara says, actually, Tana'ehi. It's a Mahloket. The Tanya, we have a bright amale. When it says that, I will fulfill your days, Elu Shene Dorot. This is referring really to the years of your generations, you know, the years that were allotted to you. Zakha, if a person has Zikhut, he did the right things, Mashlimimdo. So they give him the full uh, measure of his years. Lo Zakha, Pohatimdo. But if he it was not so okay, they take away. But they never give him more than he deserves. The most he can get is everything that was allotted to him. And if he's not deserving, they'll take away some of it. say, no, you can get extra years. And if he has zikhut, he gets extra, more than was allotted to him from the beginning. If he doesn't have zikhut, he diminishes. We see what's Can a person actually get more years than words allotted to him? So they tell, Hachamim told Rabbi Akiva, what do you mean? Rabbi Akiva, Hachamim, tell him. How could you say that you don't add to the years? The Pasuk says clearly that Yeshaya added 15 years to the life of it says, You will add to your days 15 years. No, they added from his own years, which means Hizkiyah had those years allotted to him. They were just taken away. So when the, when the Prophet said that I will add to your days 15 years, oh, from the years that were allotted to him from the beginning. He wasn't giving him a new 15 years. These were his from the beginning. He just lost them. So he was going to give them them back. But it wasn't an additional 15 years. And he proves it. Rabbi Akiva proves his point. The Prophet in the time of Yerovan bin Nevat, which was from the first kings, Stands and says, the Prophet at the time of Yerubam prophesied and said, and prophesied the following, It's going to be a child that is going to be born to the family of David, and his name is going to be Yoshia. Now, Yoshia was actually the grandson of Menasheh. So already the Prophet was already prophesying, that what that many years before that there's going to be a prophet, there's going to be a king by the name of Yoshiah. And we see that what Minasheh was not born yet, implying that Biakiva is trying to say that must be that really Yeshaya really Haskiah had years. Which means look at the Rashi, one, two Fourth line, Shari Navi Mitnabeh, Bimei Yeruvam. In the times of Yeruvam, Shari Marbeh Kodem. Many years before Menashe was even born, Hine Ben Nolad the Bet David Yoshia Shemo. His name is going to be Yoshia. Ubishat Chol Yoshil Hazkia. And when Hazkia got sick, Adain Lo Nolad Menashe. Menashe was even born, Shemimenu Yetze Yoshiao. That Yoshiao couldn't even be born. Have you made Bishat Chol Yo Gazul Lefachot Meshanav? 
must be that at the time of Hizkiyah, they took away from his years, when he had the Zechut again, they gave him back what he deserved, which he must be deserved them from the beginning. Because already they were talking about his grandson, uh, his grandson being born. So it must be Hizkiyah had the years in his, uh, in his uh, uh, Zechut, because already the Prophet many years before talked about Yoshia being born. Yoshia was the grandson of Ben Asher. So therefore must be the years were his. And just what? Uh, when he sinned, they took away the years and then they gave it them back. So the Biyakim was proving that really it was his from the beginning and they just took them back. them, took them back and then gave them back to him. So comes the Gimaran says, Does the Pasuk say that Yoshiyah is going to come from Hizkiyah, Lebet David Ketiv. It says no, that there's going to be a son of, from the family of David called Yoshiyah. Ime Hizkiyah nolad, ime incha'harina. Doesn't say who's going to be born. Could be we born from Hizkiyah or we born from somebody else. So just for the fact that the prophet prophesied that somebody's going to be called Yoshiyah is going to be born from Bet David, is no proof that Hizkiyah had those years in him originally. Who said? Maybe he didn't have those years. Maybe Yoshiyah was going to be born from somebody else. But then, after Hizkiyah got his zikhut, God gave him extra years. So if we have no Raya, so again, the whole proof of Rabbi Akiva was from the fact that Yoshiyah's birth was already heralded many years before. So that must mean already Hizkiyah had the years, and therefore he was supposed to have Menasheh from his regular years, and therefore the grandson of Menasheh would be Yoshiyah, but that was already from the beginning. That was even before uh, Hezekiah got sick, it was prophesied. It must be those years where his, that was taken away from him. Comes the Hachamim and say, no, who told you that it was even Hezekiah's going to be, uh, Hizkiyah, who said that Yoshiyah is coming from Hezekiah, that it's coming from Ben David. So therefore, could be really, Hachamim will say, Hezekiah, uh, did not have the years, and it was going to come from somebody else, Yoshia. Once Hizkiah got additional years to his life, so therefore they, the Borealam brought Yoshia from the descendants of Hizkiah Medev. Therefore it comes out we have a machloket between Rabbi Akiva, I'm sorry, yeah, Rabbi Akiva and Hachamim, on this interpretation of Espariya Mecha Amale. Can God, or does God just give a person what he was originally decreed? And then if he's not Zohi, he can take away from that. Or does he even add to those years? So therefore, this subject, is, and that's the, answers the question of Hoshia, uh, of Yeshaya, when it says Vosefti. Vosefti can either mean he meant that he was giving him an additional 15 years that were not decreed on him from the beginning, or he was just giving him the full measure of his years. That's the way we answer the Stira. Baruch Adonai Amen, the Amen.